You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Mitch here from Geek Elite Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candice, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candice. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. Hey, Mitch! Hi, everybody. I'd like to welcome to the show today C.K. Miller, author and artist. You you draw your own characters? You create your own characters? Yes, I do. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. I like to see them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, not to get too much into that first, but like, do you usually create the characters first before you start writing, or do you write first and then manipulate the characters as you go? Oh, it's kind of a little bit of both. I get inspired by um, certain movies or people that I see, and then I want to blend them or melt them into my own character, and then I start writing about them, and then I'm like, I can't get the words to say what I want this person to look like, so I have to draw it out, and then it becomes more clear to me. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Big evolution. <laughs> yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I, I think that's amazing. Uh, so now that I've successfully buried the lead, you are the author of the Ronefire uh, saga, and yes. which as of right now is The Phoenix Host and The Leviathan Prince, if I'm correct? Yes. And a third book on the way. Third book on the way. <laughs> what happens. <laughs> what? Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's, it's really rough going right now. The, the writing's not flowing as well. For book three, so yeah. <laughs> I understand that completely. I understand that completely. Um, Rone Fire, where, where does that name come from? Well, um, am I saying I, it right first? Sorry, what? Am I saying it right first? Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, Fire. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have a tendency to play with letters. Um, like I'll, I'll pick a word that I think is really cool, and then I'll switch the letters around. And so my kingdom that I originally started writing with was called Athelstan, but that was just too hard to say. <laughs> so people were starting to say, you know, maybe I was like, I wanted something simple. And so Rhone fire is like Rhone is red in, and, and fire. And I'm like, it, it's all about the, the whole story revolves around, um, the Phoenix Witch, yes. So I was like, I just wanted to incorporate all the all the, the fiery elements into it. So yeah, <laughs> that sounds that sounds great. I, I, I love it. Um, can we can we get a little bit of background on what the the Rhone Fire Saga is about? Uh, sure. 
So the first book um, talks about Kea, who's a soldier, and she um, starts experiencing some, some nightmares. And at first she thinks they're just dreams, and then these dreams actually cause her physical pain. And so she starts realizing there's something more to it. And um, I can't give too much away. No, no, don't. <laughs> please don't. But it turns out that she um, has inherited a curse. And if she doesn't take care of it, then all the other princesses, I would say, from this kingdom of Ronefire will end up with the same curse. So it'll just kind of keep keep going. Mm. So she's... That's her job. <laughs> I mean, it sounds very intriguing. Uh, when uh, you were coming up with the idea, what influences did you draw from, from your life of either other media or real life events, stuff like that? Oh, there's a couple things. So, um, huh. <laughs> when I uh, first started writing this story, I was... I struggle with chronic pain, stomach and migraine wise. And so the, when I started putting the nightmares into play, like actually causing physical pain, I was kind of drawing off of the migraines that I was getting. So it's just kind of incorporating that. Um, I also, I love um, anime and the Final Fantasy games. So I definitely draw from there. Um, Yeah. And then I, I don't know how much you know about me. I did grow up in Germany as well, so I pulled a lot of my inspiration from living in in Germany at the time. I yeah. mean, it's quite an inspiring place, so I, I, I understand that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, uh, would, so you would consider the, the genre of your book to be high fantasy, sci-fi fantasy? I think it's more high fantasy. I do have... Um, I don't like to incorporate a lot of like the, the dragons and elves and stuff but I do I like to keep it medieval but also realistic with a hint of magic so I, I don't like super crazy magic but you know just enough <laughs> I, I, I think it's great it sounds good um, where would you like these characters to go I mean not without giving anything away but what what is it that I guess that's it's not a really good question to ask without giving stuff away, but when you're when you're putting them out in the world, how do you want people to receive them in? I want to, people to see them as real okay. and relatable. Um, and also the, to show that no one's perfect. When we, we get all these people that we idolize and that people make mistakes and that they can come back from them. That's I kind of want that to be my message to the readers that that's, that's kind of what it is that everybody is human. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're cursed with the great pain. Cursed. <laughs> I, I've tried to make this curse also. It's, it's like, she's um, the, the Phoenix, witch is, was at one point human. And so she, tries to keep pure humanity but it's obviously twisted you know how villains twist things to their own own direction so yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
when you're when you're writing, do you do you sit down with a a, a strict outline of what it is that you want to the you know each point to hit, or do you just go no. free form? I I am a pantser writer. I just sit down and start writing. Oh. I, I, I like to. I, I'll usually read what I've written the last time. And then I'm like, okay, let's keep going. And I just continue the story from there. So just it just flows. So then how, how important to you is uh, choosing peer editors and in, 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 uh, that process? Um, I'm not sure I understand the question. <laughs> but just essentially that if you're, if, I mean, if you're doing more of a, a, a free flow of uh, stream of conscious writing, stuff like that, after you've, gotten to a certain point do you do you sit down and have a, a an editor like or someone read over it to give you better feedback and stuff like that i i've done it a couple times like for book two i definitely got into it a bit more i had people reading it and giving me feedback um but for for book three it's like i'm starting to bounce ideas off of my husband and and, and people just to try and get get help for what they think is it is it flowing well um so far they think it is so <laughs> that's good always good to have a good strong structure support structure behind you so <laughs> do you do you see uh, other than uh, than the the cause of the pain uh being the curse and stuff like that do you see other parts of your your personal life leaching into the book into your writing <laughs> Sometimes I do. Um, there have been occasions, which I don't know if this is all a mental thing, but I will write, like, something happens to my character. Like, at one point, she gets some rose ribs, and within a couple weeks, I got pneumonia. Ooh. And so I was like, it, it's funny how, how things I've been writing about my characters, I'll suddenly start feeling aches and pains in my own body. Oh, and, wow. I'm like this is this is kind of weird. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, that's that's kind of something I've, I've noticed with my writing, and I can't remember what your question was. Oh no, just the if you if you well you, you went in the reverse order. It, I I was thinking more of you know do you put into your story stuff that happens in your real life, or you see things that happen in your real life that you put into the story? But you said the other way around. What you're writing seems to happen in your real life, which okay. is also kind of awesome. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I do definitely, um, seeing, you know, other people, uh, they kind of find their way into my work like most authors do. Um, I've also started, um, adding like my, I've got my own children that could come into my book or when my kids even make me super, super frustrated for the day, I'll sit down and write and, and it works really well because then my character comes across really angry when I need her to be. <laughs> it, it works. <laughs> so then since you write that, that in that, in that structure in that way, do you, do you seem, do you find yourself writing out of order in the story or do you always stick to uh, strict linear uh, storytelling? I'm more linear. I just, if I try to jump ahead then I feel a, a complete uh, jumble of how do I get there. I just don't know how to make it work. So I'm just like, you know what? I kind of want it to go this direction, so I'll just keep writing that way. <laughs> <laughs> when you were coming up with the character design for your characters, uh, what w were there any inspirations? Were there any uh, 
callbacks to other things that you you want you know you wanted your character to look like? Yeah, um, my main character Kaya, she she's definitely derived from me a lot of a lot of my characteristics. But I wanted she's also also completely opposite of who I am. Um, she's strong and healthy and capable and outgoing, whereas I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other main character, I came, he, he was kind of pulled from like my childhood crushes, I guess. <laughs> so you've got, um, there's definitely Squall Lionheart from Final Fantasy. Um, I can't remember, was it Final Fantasy eight? I think. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, oh, what was his, I can't remember his name, but he's from Heat Guy J. He's like that, that wolf guy, is he Boma, I think. Oh, from, you, from the anime. You, you lost <laughs> me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the final one that he's kind of a mesh from was from Killick from Soul Calibur. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of <laughs> put all those guys together to create this, this one. <laughs> so... By the time you you came up with the first book, um, what was the the timeline for creating that? Like from inception of idea. Oh boy, uh, from yeah, if, if you go that far back, it was probably seventeen years. Okay. In the making, um, it was published originally ten years ago, uh, and then I took it off the press and decided I'm going to do it myself just because it was. Um, it was a hassle working with a publisher. Just mm. for me. Uh, it felt like I was doing all the marketing and they were getting most of the money. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to do it the other way around. <laughs> and then, so it was just, um, three years ago after my youngest son has finally went back to school. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to pick it up again. And I started writing again and made it publish worthy for the second time <laughs> <laughs> and then did it myself. Yeah. So it's it's been 17 years, but yeah, actually the last three years it, it's it's come out again. So then, in uh, in your words, published worthy? Did you go over and like did you do rewrites? Did you make changes? Pretty much, yeah. I changed the title. Some of the storyline has shifted. the The original book was called The Dragon Child, but then I'm like, it doesn't fit because there's no dragons. Why did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, now it's the Phoenix host, and it, it's much better. <laughs> Sounds good. I mean, other than that, was I mean, how how much how much of a change is it between the two different stories? Um, there is actually a, a bit of change. I mean, when I first wrote it, I was I was in my twenties, so pretty young, still fresh out of high school. So I had like the um, I don't know high school drama type stuff going <laughs> on, <laughs> and very self centered. And I felt that the characters were that way as well. They were they were way too immature in their um, behavior, but their speech with the dialogue because they were so formal. I guess they they, they spoke so formally, and so I had to dumb down the speech and amp up the behavior. So it was just kind of um, that was the biggest shift. But there was also a, a couple things in the storyline that um, didn't work anymore. Oh, okay. Cut those out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so being an artist as well as, as a writer, how do you 
how do you transition from one set of storytelling to the next, like personally? From story points or just just I mean when you're when you're drawing and you're drawing your characters and stuff like that, telling a story that way as opposed to telling a story through uh, written word. Okay. Whew. Well, when I when I do my art, I I do tend to draw from what I have already written, um, just to help me get a clearer picture. And then sometimes I just put the pencil to paper and just let it flow. Sometimes it has nothing to do with what I'm writing, but it'll just come out. And there's a new, cool new character. But I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> and how long how long have you been uh, been drawing? I have been drawing ever since I was six. Um, like it's always been a part of me, and I doing family history you know my my dad drew my ancestors were stained glass workers they did like the stained glass thing so it's just it's just a part of who i am um but yet drawing has always been a part of my life and i was super excited when i could finally draw on the computer rather than scan it in so that was that was so exciting for me <laughs> i mean the 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 art that you have up on your your website looks amazing, so I mean, it, I can only imagine. Uh, oh, thank you. How, how, you how, how you feel about it? Um, how about writing? How long have you been writing? I've been writing since I was fourteen. Um, that also started after living in Germany for seven years. I had my all my elementary school years were in German, and when I came back here, I started high school. And German had been my first language, so I was so, so rough with my English. Mm -hmm. So I started writing with a friend, and I started noticing that my writing was surpassing hers after a few years, even though she was she was English <laughs> or American, I would say. Um, and so I started branching off and said I could create my own stories, do, do my own things. And yeah, that's, that's kind of how it started. Was that was that quite a culture shock for a fourteen year old to move to the states? I think for me it was. <laughs> I a, a big problem for me is like my dad is native German, so I wasn't um, I wasn't like a, an army brat or anything. I never went to the American schools. I had no American friends over there, but the German kids all saw me as a stupid American. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have any friends there. So I was just like, where do I belong? I had no clue. And then I come here and German was my first language. So I'm like, I didn't fit in either. I mean, I still couldn't name the 50 states. I, I, I don't know. I still don't know all the 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. It's okay. I, I would say most people in the, in, the, in the United States couldn't do it either. So <laughs> I don't feel so bad. No, don't, don't feel so bad. Uh yeah, so I mean, can I can I ask what it is that did 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 bring you to the, the to the states? Uh, my dad. Oh, my dad was um, he was trying to finish his PhD, and he he married my mom, and she was American, so they they kind of moved over here. Ah. He became he became an American citizen when I was four. So yeah, <laughs> I, I've. I've I mean, not the same story, but my, my mother's from Thailand. She she came here with with my American father, and then uh, yeah, that's when I was born here in the states, though. So I don't have I don't have the cool story. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> so as a up and coming writer, author, 
what have you found is the best since you already had the bad experience with the publishing company publish or the press whatever it's called uh <laughs> what is you found the best for getting your name out there getting your story out there is it social media is it going to conventions i, th- I think a big thing is conventions social media definitely helps to keep uh the fire lit but i do think that um book signings or trying to get into bookstores and going to events is probably the biggest, biggest way to get noticed. Um, when my book first came out, like the 10 years ago one, I did a couple book signings at our local Barnes and Noble. And the, the first one, you know, I sold all out of all of my copies, which was good. And then I asked if I could come back. It was about six months later and they were, definitely happy to have me come in for book signing. And so when I went in, um, I hear them announce that I'm here over the speaker and all of a sudden at the far end of the bookstore, I hear at least like a dozen little squeals come from all <laughs> the different corners of the bookstore. And then a horde of 13, 14 year old girls come running up and they were like, Oh, I love your book. It's so amazing. So I had like already a ton of fans in a matter of a couple months after that one book signing. So it's, I think that's the biggest, the biggest way to get out there. It's just yeah. to be out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, can I, can I ask between the, the 10 years ago and the now, obviously the, a big change has happened in the way people consume uh, reading. You know, it's a lot of e-reading and, and, uh, things like that. And bookstores are kind of going away. How, I mean, how does that affect you and your writing, so to speak? I, I think because of the social media, it's not that, not as affected, okay. I guess. Um, just because you can still put yourself out there. Um, it's still hard to get into bookstores because people don't go to bookstores as often as they used to. So the events are really helpful for that. Yeah. How has how has conventions been for you? Have you, have you? Like, have you gone to a few of those? Yeah, I've done a few. Um, the the summer summer ones are great. Um, definitely, things slow down in the in the fall and winter because people are huddling up a little bit more. Uh, but the last summer when my book first came out, it was it was great. It, yeah. Do you, do you see, so at, at this Barnes and Noble event, you had, you said 13, 14 year olds coming up to you about, about how much they loved your book. Do you, do you see, did you see your book as being a teen, young adult kind of story when you were writing it? Yeah, I, I like the simple writing style. <laughs> and I think that has to do with my, my German versus English. I don't feel like I'm all that great um, with the American language, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I did like to keep it simple, and it is a young adult novel. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> did you? So did you? Did you happen to also publish it in in German? Uh, no, but I did try to translate the first chapter, okay. and that was pain. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's not in German yet. <laughs> <laughs> is that something you feel like you want to do? I think it would be fun. Yeah. Maybe. Once the series is finished, I might try translating it again. Maybe uh, then go on a, a, a German tour with it. Right, right, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Have, have you been able to go back? To- um, 
I went back once a couple years ago for my best friend's wedding over there, and I'm actually going back this summer. So we're gonna do a castle hopping tour. It'll be fun. Taking the family? <laughs> nope, just me and my hubby. Oh, here. Nice. <laughs> smart. Very smart. <laughs> Uh, I mean, will you will you be taking will you be taking copies of the book with you when you when you go castle hopping? Maybe leave them in certain places. I'm gonna bring a few. I've already promised some friends over there that I'm gonna bring them some copies, but I don't know how much I can take on the plane. You know the weight. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> when you were writing, um, what was one of the biggest obstacles that you came across that you you didn't something you that really surprised you? One of the the biggest obstacle I find is, um, I don't know, the self-doubt. Feeling like I'm, is, am I really good at this? Can I, can I really convey what's in my head? Um, That's probably been one of the biggest, biggest challenges I've gone through. And the other one would probably be trying to incorporate the senses um, consistently I, I keep getting lost in dialogue and descriptions, and then I'm like, "Well, there's there's no sensory input, you know. There's no sound or touch, feel, smell. And those I, I seem to forget to plug those in every now and then." Oh wow, that's that's incredible. I've never, I've never heard that answer. That's, I mean, yeah, you do, you don't think about that too often when. I mean, I assume when you're telling a story, you don't think about having to convey uh, touch, smell hearing stuff like that it's more visual i would assume yeah it, i think it's just the easiest way because we're so used to watching movies right so it's always the visual and sound input so we always talk about what we see and hear but talking about what you're touching and smelling is is just as important so yeah. w- when you are going through the the self-doubt what's what's the thing that helps push you through um little fans so the notes people saying i love your book it's amazing <laughs> those, it really does it's like okay i can do this i, I can yeah how how do how do uh fans usually get a hold of you do you do you have your email out there do you just on social media yeah, it's mostly social media i've there are a couple um young adults here in the area and they send me texts every now and then Aww. which helps <laughs> yeah <laughs> So getting through this, what 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 has been the most one piece of most helpful advice that you've gotten? <sighs> most helpful for me, write for you, like write for yourself. Um, I think that's my issue right now with book three. I've gotten so so involved in um, marketing and putting my my stuff out there that I'm starting to focus like book three what do people want what do people want and I'm like no I'm just writing this for me it's it's entertaining for me it's the, my outlet and if I just write for me it, it flows it's a lot more fun and I think everyone else enjoys it more too <laughs> yeah when, when you enjoy it the reader enjoys it I assume yeah um okay so when you were a teen and you were writing was it was it the thing that you knew you wanted to do when you grew up? You wanted to be a writer or did you study something else? For a while it was definitely art and, um, I wanted to be a dancer (laughs) too, but that, yeah, 
parents didn't have the money to send me to school for that. Oh. <laughs> but that was that was probably most of it. I do like design as well. I kind of sewing like my I make my own Renaissance costumes and stuff. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> does does uh does where you're at have a, a good Renaissance fair? It's yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's in Larkspur, Colorado. It was really fun. Uh, they have so, you know permanent buildings and all this stuff. It's it's great, but it's hot. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it's so terrible. Midsummer, uh, ninety hundred degrees. Wow, <laughs> yeah. In full Renaissance garb, that'd be pretty bad. <laughs> I, I'm trying to go to one in Minnesota this next year so i can actually wear like all the furs and stuff (laughs) (laughs) we uh arizona we have the one up in phoenix it's uh beginning of february and so it's usually pretty nice that sounds nice (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you should give us a try um so then when when what was what was your steps into to to making it so that you were writing as a profession like did you go and take classes? Did you to to work to hammer out your writing style? Did you uh, go and study anybody? Did you research any past authors? Um, I did take a few classes, like creative writing courses in college, um, but a lot of it has just come through reading other people's work, the other authors, and I've just kind of pulled from them. I definitely, you know, browse Pinterest or (laughs) all that, you know, get writing ideas or the writing prompts. And, um, it's mainly self-taught, I guess, if you come down to it. Yeah. It's that's awesome. I mean, being self-taught is great. So, uh, when, uh, when you come to a, a block, uh, just straight up creative writing block. You know, what what is the best thing for you? Do you do you push through it or do you step away? Do you go it watch something? On how bad the block is. <laughs> Sometimes I'll step away. Others, um, other times I'll plow through it. But I think most of it is I just need I need the outdoors. Mm. I, I love hiking and camping. So whenever I am super blocked, I. Can, and that's so nice about living in Colorado. I'm like 40 minutes away from the mountains. So I can just go drive up and sit and be in nature. And that does seem to help mm. creativity. <laughs> when, so when, you, when you're sitting down to write, though, do you, are you a seclusion person? Do you need to just be locked in a room? Or do you have music and background noise? Uh, I, need, I need to be alone, but I also do need music. Okay. <laughs> But music cannot have lyrics. If it has lyrics, I can't concentrate on writing. <laughs> it has to be instrumental. <laughs> so just, uh, is there a certain style? Is there a certain artist that you like to listen to when you're reading? Or writing, sorry. Writing, I, I, my, my absolute favorite is Thomas Bergerson and Ivan Torrance. They, they do the uh, Two Steps from Hell, you know, the, the epic fantasy, uh, the, epic, the, the epic music. Ah. Yeah. So, yeah, do, are- so since you have a uh, uh, sort of a score when you're when you're writing, do you ever think about a certain score for the reader, like putting it out there, like this is the kind of music you might want to listen to while you're reading my book? 
I I've thought about it. I've never actually put it out there for, for anybody. But I'm like, ah, this one goes well with this scene. Woohoo. <laughs> I mean, it might be a, a cool little list to throw out there on your social media. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> you have to tell me if that works out. Um, okay, so you talked about video games. Is is, yeah. is that where your, your major geekdom lies in, in video games? Or is it more anime? Is it... Uh, uh, do you read? I mean, what what other books do you read? <laughs> well, okay, let's see. So, other books lately, I've been reading a lot from my other indie author friends. Um, so that's been fun. But my, I just finished um, "Name of the Wind" um, by Patrick Rothfuss. I and I absolutely adore his writing style. He has a form of poetry in there. It's so so amazing. Um, but yes, I, I, I play video games. I haven't done it as often because I don't have as much time with my three kids and <laughs> trying to get book three out. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a Final Fantasy geek and definitely I, I love playing Halo when I get the chance. Nice. <laughs> but, um, did you hear about I, the, the new casting for, for the Halo TV show? Paulo Schreiber as Master Chief? Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm totally excited, and at the same time, I hope they don't ruin the games for me. <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. I, you know, I, that's kind of where that just every at video game adaptation is. I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off though. Uh, what what would what would you say is your your number one favorite game that you've played? You played. Probably Halo. Yeah, just the yeah. whole franchise. Just, just go out and kill the little, the little things. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, movie wise, what, what, what is it that you like to watch? If, uh, if not movies, then TV shows. If not either of those, then tell me to blow off. Well, no, I'm just all, all of the above. <laughs> um, the only movies I do not like watching are horror. Mm. I cannot stand the horror. Just out there to, to kill and scare people i'm not that kind of person i you know all the avengers movies marvel movies and lord of the rings you know anything like that <laughs> yeah definitely so we just had we just had the avengers endgame premiere did you did you go out and watch it i haven't seen it yet you know i'm, <laughs> I'm trying to get the date night scheduled so somebody watch my kids so i can go <laughs> appropriate appropriate <laughs> Favorite Avenger? Favorite Avenger? I don't know. I, I really enjoyed Captain Marvel, but she also seems overpowered to me. So I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet. But <laughs> before then, it was definitely Thor. Oh, well, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and it, he's, he's actually part of, he's he's kind of based off one of my characters as well in my book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I was going to ask, is there any godlike characters in your book? No, no godlike characters, just, you know, the, the big, buff, tall, blonde guy. <laughs> Very cool. It was, it, it, so would Thor be, before Captain Marvel, was, it, was Thor one of the favorite movies, like, uh, out of the MCU? Yeah, actually, I did like the the first one. Okay. Yeah. Binging any 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 TV shows you're binging at the moment? Ooh. <laughs> Guilty pleasure, Voltron. Nice. 
<laughs> I watch it with my kids, so we'll just sit down and watch them all together. Which I believe just came to an end, right? Yeah, it did. Did, did it have a satisfied ending for you? I haven't finished the last ones yet. Okay. I've, I'm like one of those people, I guess, like I don't want it to end, so I haven't watched it. (laughs) If you don't watch it, it doesn't end. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) So for your books, uh, are you doing three in total or or is there plans for more after that? Or are we going to wait to see what what happens with book three? Yeah, I I think right now I'm waiting. Um, Book three definitely could be too long, so I might need to make four books. Um, someone also asked me if I had done a prequel for the books and I'm like, I hadn't even thought about that, but they were saying that it, it could be <laughs> a whole nother story, but I, I don't know if that's going to ever going to happen. I, I want to get onto other projects. That, I mean, that, that, that is kind of an interesting thing uh, outside of what you actually have written in the books. Do you have full histories for, uh, the world that you've created there? Like just in files or anything like that? No, not really. No, it kind of happens as I go. I'm like, oh, this works perfect, and I'll just kind of pull from there. It's, I, I, I think it's it hinders me a lot though as a writer because I had to take a whole step back when I was writing book three because they were in a new kingdom, and I had no background, no, you know, what are their celebrations? What are their customs? You know, just. I, I right. had nothing built up yet, so I had to. It, it made me stop for a while. Oh, I mean that makes sense. Uh, so then you said other projects, other other worlds that you're looking at, something completely separate from the Rhone Fire saga. Yes, there's a um, definitely one another novel I want to write completely separate, and I've had my a goal to write a children's book as well. It seems like completely opposite, but it, it would also be a medieval fantasy children's book, but it would put my art out a little bit more. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be incredible. Uh, the other the other novel, is it also medieval fantasy kind of thing? Or are we talking about... You, I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. I understand. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. All I know is that... I've, I have had this idea of this boy, um, I guess you call it kind of like the, the modern fantasy. I don't, I don't know what they call those books, but what happens now, like a teenage boy and he gets thrown into a different world. Um, okay. What are those, what are those called? I can't remember what kind of, what genre that is. You know, it's still fantasy, but <laughs> there's a term for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a King and King Arthur's court kind of thing or. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, I don't know exactly what that would be called. But yeah, he's he's thrust into a world, and, and all I have is that I've I've always there's there's a, a sketch I have on one of my pages about um, these people riding on the backs of massive birds, and there's just like there's a, a kingdom, uh, a place, a fantasy world that thrives off of these massive birds. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's it's not thought out yet, but I just want to work on something new. I think it I think it sounds exciting. I can't wait. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> uh what else would you, what what else is it that that gets your geekdom going? What, I mean, anime-wise, what's what's your favorite anime? What what do you think about Leonardo DiCaprio coming out with a uh, Akira 
adapt adaptation. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to produce one. Apparently, they're they're moving forward with it. He's not going to star in it, but they wow. are going to. Yeah, it's going to be a full live action Akira. Oh no, I haven't heard that one. That's pretty cool. I, I well, let's see. I think the only anime that I've actually watched from beginning to end that I absolutely loved was Trigun. Oh. Yeah. That one. And Heat Guy J was, was fun too. But I don't think I finished that one either. <laughs> <laughs> there was I thought there was another one. I haven't had time to do this in so long. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's understandable. You're a very busy person, so uh, but I, I guess the other thing is I've got some friends and they will, will come over and play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, oh, well, so you're you're in a tabletop RPG per- player. <laughs> kind of. I only do it when someone else is the dungeon master, but yeah, I don't, I don't like to, to be the head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you already make, make up fantasy worlds for a living. You don't probably don't want to do it in your leisure too. Right, yeah. <laughs> What, what what's your character type? What what uh, what fighting class? Um, usually it's just a human fighter. Yeah. But um, my friends have convinced me that I need to try a paladin. <laughs> but I, I I I try to keep magic to the minimum. I just like I'm I'm one of those I like to barrel in and just get down and fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know I'm the exact same way. I always pick a tank. I, I come in and just awesome. <laughs> just so we get around. The closest I get to a magic user is being a bard sometimes. I'm like that's about it. I'll I'll, I'll do my magic with my little songs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'll like you hand my character a magic potion. She might throw it at something, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so when when you're when you were writing, uh, in the in the future, when you're thinking about it, are you thinking? Could you see it more as a live action or as an animated something? Hi, it could be both. Yeah, I've actually been really worried. Like, um, I've noticed that the way I write, just like that, would make a really good like episode, like a TV series. And and I'm like, I I'm just so worried about um, the way they t- seem to twist books. They don't stick to the real characters the real plots and right. it just ruins it. Um, so that in in that respect i would probably would rather have be an animated feature wow you know, just because they can they can keep it closer to the book that way yeah i mean usually i would i would assume that yeah in a animated feature or even an animated series you'd be able to capture more of the intricacies of uh, your writing as opposed to a broad generalization for a movie yeah. 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 What? What's uh? So you've already told told me about uh one fan interaction with the uh, Barnes and Noble. What's some What's some other fan interactions that you've had in the past? Um. Well, let's see. There was one recently. Uh, a young girl. She came up. And she She was like, "I love your book. How do I get a hold of book two? It's on Amazon, but I got one right here. So here you go." Oh. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I have one. She's she's on social media. She's she's a huge fan. She absolutely loves Icane. He's the guy on the cover of book two. So she's like, I got a crush. What's the next book? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't had too much 
recently with this the new book, but I also it's only been out for about eight months. Okay. So, yeah. So on, on the cover of uh, your second book, The Leviathan Prince, you, I see uh, your character there has some body art. Is, is that uh, was that was that something that you had always seen? Is that is it a, is it a big part of the story? It's a big part of the story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't want to say too much about it. That's fine. But, um, I figure it may already be a spoiler because it's on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the Leviathan Pirates—that's their crest. Ah, okay. So, yeah. is is body art a, a a big part of your life? I mean, I try to sit there and be like, are you tattooed? But do you do you think about that kind of thing? I I personally don't have any. I would love to, but then at the same time, being an artist, I like to change things okay. up. I don't like sticking with the same thing. So, the fun thing about this. This tattoo is I was able to go to straytats.com and just order, you know, a temporary one. Nice. So I can I can just kind of play with with new ones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be the thing. You print up a whole bunch of them, you can give them out at conventions and stuff like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got my little Leviathan pirate army. <laughs> what? What is a uh, what is a, a piece of advice that you would give to another up and uh, up and coming author? Uh, something that they 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 can that you you feel someone should have told you. Um, like for author wise or just writing? <laughs> Both actually. That that you know that's a really good thing. We didn't we didn't talk too much about uh just being because you're self publishing now. Yes. So yeah. Like what what's that what's that like what what's that process? Well, the, the self-publishing, I, th I think, is, from my experience, because when I did it the first time, I went through, um, it was called Helm Publishing at the time. They're no longer in business. But they said, it. we'd love to publish your book, and we'll get it out there. We'll put it in all the, you know, the, the magazines, so Barnes & Noble and other bookstores can order it. And... They said, well, we want it printed to our standards and all that. So I thought, great, they will have an editor go over it or at least somebody format it and make it look right. But when I got my first copy, um, I don't know if they had like someone go through it, but the, the first copy that they sent me had errors in it that weren't in my original manuscript. Wow. So I was like, what happened? What are you doing? And eventually, I learned that the, this company wasn't wasn't that reputable. Oh. And then, obviously, it was great. I could get my books into the Barnes and Noble bookstores, but um, they wouldn't keep it in the stores. And there was there was a little bit of a hassle with that as well. But I was doing all the promoting. Mm -hmm. I, it still was all me, and they were keeping over like seventy percent of the profits. So. It just kind of turned into, if you're doing all the promoting and everything, putting yourself out there, you might as well get what you're working for. I know it's it's definitely hard because there's a there's a difference in the marketing aspect of the brain versus the creative side. So switching that on and off is difficult. Right. But um, yeah, it's definitely choose your battles. I guess what when it comes to getting your 
your work out there. What what is what are you passionate about? Do you want more sales, or do you just want real dedicated fans? There's I don't know. That may, that may. You want both, really? But. <laughs> 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 yeah, you have to. You have to I, I assume you have to decide which which path you want to take, even if you do want both. Yeah. <laughs> so that that would be that that'd be the biggest piece of advice you'd want for uh, so an up and coming writer to if they if they're going to go the self publishing route and stuff like that. Just pick your battles. Yeah, pick your battles, and yeah, if 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 it's not you to be doing the marketing, find somebody to do it for you. <laughs> So then, as a as a creative, then uh, uh, for writing wise, what would be a, a a good piece of advice that you like to give? Um, I'm, I'm sure a lot of authors say it, but it's never stop. Okay. Don't stop. I mean, you can take a break, but never stop. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the biggest one. How, how often do you find yourself sitting down to write? Not as often as I'd like. Life. <laughs> Like yesterday and the day before, I'm like, I need to write, I need to write, and just too busy. I didn't get the chance to sit down, but I, I, I at least probably get twice a week, at the very least. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, come to the part of the of the interview where I'm going to ask my my question. I told you beforehand. <laughs> Right. <laughs> if you could have one useless superpower and it has to be completely useless, what would it be? Useless. <laughs> a useless superpower. One of the ones I like to throw out there is uh, you can on command grow your hair one inch, but just just <laughs> one inch. That's it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Super useless, but good. Yeah. Uh, I keep thinking something about. But it's not exactly useless. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is the difficult part. That's the that rub. That's the difficult part. <laughs> trying to make it a useless thing. Or if you wanted, you know, it could be it, it could be something that might be useful, but that it also has a, a has a curse. Since since you you like to work with curses. <laughs> um, you can turn two of your fingers into scissors. Like actually, like, <laughs> something. Like that. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. That way. You, you, easily win at rock paper scissors <laughs> or maybe always lose people are gonna oh, you're gonna throw scissors <laughs> that's 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 perfect when 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 you were when you're creating these characters and you said you said one you said the your main character is is very much based off yourself but did you do you ever picture fan casting wise do you ever picture a celebrity in in the role Oh, I, I, you might not want to put it out there in the world to jinx it. I understand, and if that's true, but, don't say it. But no, I have I've thought of it. I've I've seen a couple like those character, those actors, actresses could be really good. <laughs> I find most of the ones that I think could actually look like the character the most are people I meet at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think maybe the closest one for my main character. Dang it, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Um, Hunger Games. Katniss, who who plays her again? I Jennifer Lawrence. Her. Yes, yes. I think she she might be able to do my main character. But I'm at, at the same time. I'm like I would want 
a whole new cast, like completely new up and coming actors and actresses. Right. Yeah. It's like, it sounds. It sounds like uh, you, you. It's somewhat of a younger uh, cast of characters, so you might want some younger actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever? Did you ever think? Since you said you see people that embody the characters at the gym, do you ever think about maybe doing a a little short, a live action short to to promote the book? I have not, but I should. <laughs> um, I it's too shy. I'm like, I'll just look at him at the gym, like, oh, that is perfect for Roper, or that's perfect for Ken. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I walk away. But I mean, at the same time, I've been wanting to do a book trailer like put you yeah. know they have those but i don't i'm not a fan of the ones that have live acting okay. in it because it's it's a book it's creative i want to, i want to do more an artistic side you know with artwork that's moving rather than that live acting that, so, that, that makes complete sense i think it's yeah. it'd still be pretty awesome so can't wait to see something like that <laughs> i'll see if i get around to it <laughs> so we've already been talking for just about an hour uh Wow. Is there anything else that you'd, you'd like to, to throw out there for us? I, I don't know. Just if, right, right. Do what you love. <laughs> how, about, Gamer you, artist. how about how about social media? What, what's the best place for our listeners to get a hold of you or to uh, view your, your work? Well, I think I've got, well, I've got definitely a Facebook page um, and Instagram I haven't figured out Twitter. I don't know if I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have my own website as well, but I think Facebook is probably the best way to reach me. So yeah. it's ckmillerbooks.com, and that will yeah. lead you to both your Instagram and your Facebook, which I believe are also ckmillerbooks. Yes, I think I think the Facebook one is um, Facebook at Ronfire. Okay. Ronfire, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for, for coming on the show. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a pleasure talking to you. It was awesome to be here and talk to you, too. It was fun. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter. I am also at Mitchipedia G-E-M. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts in the Geek Elite Media Network. But until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geekly Media Network saying, always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Mitch here from Geekly Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candace, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candace. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you you can.